Back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. Seven minutes after 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee Time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show New Iberia Mayor Freddie DeCourt. Good, uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Appreciate it, as always, uh, usually on the Thursdays following the city council meetings. Uh, recapping that, but also uh, talking about other things going on in and around town. And been a while, it seems like it's been a while since we talked. I, I think there was an extra Tuesday last yes. month, so. Yep. But yep. Uh, Mardi Gras Parade, uh, since we last spoke, another uh, success? Another one in the books. Really successful, good parade, good cleanup after, uh, you know, just a positive turnout something great for our community so yeah really good pumped about that and you know we're blessed to have so many events so many of them be able to occur or return to downtown so we're you know i feel we're finally using our downtown and our main street like we should and it uh embraces the whole community and just brings people out and uh you know we have one of the very first mardi gras parades i think we're lucky to have that uh, very wise of them when they brought it back to make sure that it was early. And uh, so it brings people from all over. So, yeah, very good event. Real good. And many more to come, as you mentioned, this oh, yeah. time of year. We're starting to get into that uh, time of year. And you know, I've been watching the progress uh, right here uh, in front of me at Bullany Plaza. Where were we at with that, uh, the stage and the enhancements to had the a, pavilion? Had a meeting yesterday. All of the foundations are formed up. The drill shafts are in. They brought in a ton of dirt. It's been very wet for the dirt pit. So the little holdup is to get the dirt to dry out well enough so that it can get the proper compaction. They have the footings that go on top of the drill shafts all formed. They hope by next week to pour the footings. Once they pour the footings, they have a ton of rock fill to bring in. Once they get all of that done, then they can pour the cap slab. But uh, So it's coming along. They have fought some weather issues but uh, they're pretty much still on schedule. They've been working weekends. They've been working, you know, whatever they can when the weather's right and the dirt's dry. So uh, it's coming along. They have tons of things on order, you know, the metal building structure, the, you know, every component. We were kind of going over that. All of those are either in the submittal process or through the submittal process and ordered. So the project's moving well. The, the, I was out there yesterday. The structural engineer came out as well as the architect. So I kind of go in their inspections and you know, see what's going on, but uh, it, it's proceeding well. All right. Any other projects of note? Uh, Founders Park is almost completely finished. If you go between the police building and the fountain, the tile are up, the information panels on the back are up. We have some landscaping to do. We're trying to get all that finished so that by uh, the Spanish festival, when the Spanish dignitaries mm. come, that'll be done. And it does honor other communities that we've twinned with as well. But that's coming along. Uh, the fountain's all been reworked. That's done. We uh, The James Lee Burke sculpture is at Public Works. Mm. Uh, now we have to probably I'll set a meeting next week to kind of review um, the foundation. The city's part of the, you know, cooperative uh, venture, if you want to call it. Uh, we pour the base. And Pri- set- private funds. Yeah. Built the, the- For the most part. Yeah. Some private uh, and some city funds. We, okay. we have contributed as well. Um, that's such a big draw for tourism. And so the city crews will put the foundation in and then we'll set the sculpture. Uh, but we're trying to get that done before the literary festival. You know, like you said, all of our things are coming. Mm-hmm. 
So we had a deadline for the Spanish festival, a deadline for the literary festival, uh, but that should should be done. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good time. We have just a lot of stuff going on. Um, wrapping up a few projects. Uh, really had our meeting with our uh, Baton Rouge delegation about this upcoming capital outlay. Kind of reviewed some of that with them so they could see what we needed and kind of work on helping us secure those funds. This year's capital outlay, we're waiting on uh, just two. I need a letter of approval on Little Brooklyn and a letter of approval on Ann Street Park, and then I could bid those projects. Okay. Um, the next phase of the Pepperplex, I need the approval of the architectural contract so that they can get going um, on that because that's another you know a big project that we're trying to get pushed and move for the next phase of that. We have some other park projects as well. So had a meeting, kind of reviewed where those projects were, started talking about next year's capital outlay. So that that's an exciting time. I mean, it's lining up, uh, you know, what we can receive from the state. Working through the $3.1 million grant for the retention pond. Uh, we got a, a letter today, have a couple of questions to answer, but the $2.5 million for sewer, that's a low-interest loan, we've been approved for that. So a couple of little steps, and that'll be a go. We're waiting on the rate study for the sewer that uh, the state hired a firm to handle that for us. Waiting on that, and then I can go to Larry, uh, the parish president, and uh, bring our agreement uh, for sewer, um, which is time to be upgraded or updated. So waiting on that. Um, But, yeah, we just got a lot going on. It's a a good time. And uh, you caught the tail end of Larry's conversation uh, with us. and. You know, uh, again, that road tax that they're proposing, uh, you uh, at the most recent city council meeting started to talk about the fruits of the tax that voters here approved. Yes, yes. and if you notice, the first question I asked was, hey, when do you pay off the one millage? Because I was, you know, we were in a unique position and thought of a creative way that uh, it wasn't going to be cost anybody any new, any more money, any additional money. And so that, uh, as he said, which I knew, but I wanted to just get that in the conversation. In March, that millage will be replaced and the new millage will slip right in. Um, Looks like by the summer, by June, July, we'll be bond shopping and be through all the steps to secure the money. Uh, The engineers are working on the next round of drawings. We think it'll be around 16 million is our total. Uh, Interest rates are down slightly but up from when we had proposed this the year prior our money would have gone sure. further but uh we're taking every step and i mean if we can get 17 million i'm going to get whatever i can get um but that's in the works so that by i would say by the time we would accept bids in july or august and then go through the process of you know where's your bond where's your insurance you know give me your submittals all of those kind of things it would be probably september october when we would see you know more concrete and asphalt moving. So very excited about that. Uh, the voters were very generous to understand the second time around of what we were trying to do. Um, I see the challenge that uh, the parish president and the parish council are faced with uh, to try to do the same thing and, and get, you know, infrastructure is a big deal. You know, many, but not only is it the quality of life of our citizens to drive on our roads every day, but, you know, it's a big deal to development. It's a big deal to future growth, to how your community's judged. Um, and past president's not wrong. I mean, there's n- almost nothing you can post that someone doesn't bring up about a road. Yeah. Uh, so it's a 
we, in that we have a common problem and we just have to find our each unique solutions to fix those problems. Um, you know, our two big challenges are roads and sewer uh, for both of us, really. And, uh, you know, we're working through the sewer as well, spending about uh, 12 million um, right now. Uh, have more money coming. We have five million that we're awaiting on from the state that the rate study will lock that up. That's just the last step. Um, so both of us, you know, are in need of a lot of infrastructure investment, and uh, you really can't stop. What uh, I see is that you know when a government just says I can't, and then years go by because you know we've had that uh, both city and parish. And a number of years go by before you have a road program or before you constantly working on sewer, constantly working on infrastructure. It just compounds on you. I mean, the way interest rates work, the way that every year things are never going to not cost more, you just end up that you get behind the eight ball and it's very, very hard to catch up. Gotcha. You know, earlier in the week I saw a story where Youngsville's uh, audit uh, was not real clean and they're starting to realize things cost. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and as you grow, and they will grow, yeah. and, and more power to them, but as they become a city, more of a city, and as they continue to grow, and, you know, subdivisions are, in a way, easier than everything else, uh, although, you know, you have to control flooding, you have to control and make sure that, you you know, your sewer infrastructure is enough to handle, and they've been blessed to have just, you know, a boom of growth, but, yeah, with that comes uh, beginning to come the problems of an urban area. And are the challenges, let's put it that way, the challenges of an urban area. And the more they grow, the more they're going to find that, you know, it's uh, more and more expensive to uh, make those things happen and to keep up what you have and and to continue that growth. And I hope they do. I mean, I hope everybody does. You know, we uh, we've got a new development, uh, some interest in a new development because we're going to be setting up a developers meeting pretty soon on a couple of acres that would be retail more shops, more stores. Of course, they're not going to tell me who, but that's it. That's exciting. Um, I saw some plans for a new Zeus restaurant. Um, I had heard that, too. We'd go in that last little spot in front of Rouse's. And then this other development, it's some property they have an option on. I don't know that that's public yet, but um, whenever they do a developer meeting, I probably can talk more about it. But, uh, you know, so we're looking. We have some rumbling about some annexation again. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, the love truck stop still coming. We are working through the bore under the highway and working through some of the things that, uh, that actually made them come. Um, so, but that's, that's proceeding. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, I want to see the whole area grow. We know that from the projects, the parish has landed the first solar, the, you know, the other projects I heard the parish president talking about, uh, you know, all that's going to give us some new opportunity and, uh, and that's a good thing, but, uh, there's some work to keep up with that opportunity, certainly. Absolutely. Uh, council uh, also, uh, I'm jumping around, yeah, sure. uh, but you, know, you talk about uh, development of property. Uh, it's taking care of some of those adjudicated properties, too. And you've come up with uh, another idea, or actually, I think someone... No, you, know, you, you guys did approach this guy, right? Right. Well, what happened is we went to Lafayette and said, how do you handle your adjudicated property? They opened the doors to us wide, and we went about a year ago, looked at their system, totally, totally different from ours. We knew we had a bigger problem on the drive back because, you know, Lafayette had 250 adjudicated properties, and they're four times our size, and we had 587. So we we knew we really had an issue. Um, Started searching, found their system was really good, 
reached out to some attorneys and uh, McKinley James, who's from New Iberia. Uh, he just became the, the guy, and so we hired him at this past council meeting, and he is going to revamp our system, write the ordinances, and set up a playbook, if you will, that once we're finished and it's all approved, we could begin to operate like the way Lafayette handles these uh, adjudicated properties, which means we would hire an employee and we would have a new little adjudicated department, you know, with a one-person probably staff that would handle uh, everything from, you know, the entanglement of the taxes. Because, you know, Lafayette has a unique position that they're one government, not that I'm for that at all, but they can tell themselves Paris and city taxes, you know, we'll waive them. I can waive the city taxes to make an adjudicated property develop again and, and produce something. I can't speak for the parish. Right. So one of the challenges will be to sit down with the parish and see how we can work that out because we, we need to put these properties back in commerce. None of us want to represent an empty lot. Um, some of these will be demoed, and then it'll be what do we do with the property. There's this kind of crazy mow-to-own program that the neighbors can actually end up with the lot if, if they're interested and follow a bunch of steps. Um, we could bundle and try to get some development in here, and we don't really have a product right now. We have a lot of problems and no product. So what McKinley James will help us is to cut some of the red tape and figure a way that we could package these and come up with a product that, you know, everybody's got to make money. The, the developer is not coming until the developer has a market and, you know, is assured some type of profit or at least a reasonable, you know, risk at a profit. So we're going to weed through all of that uh, just to try to put these, you know, properties that have been neglected and walked away from uh, back in commerce. And that's the whole goal. But this is the first step. And, you know, when you try something for a few years and it doesn't work, you know, you got to get off your duff and try something else. So this is uh, totally new for us. And, and I think sometimes uh, that's the way you move the ball. All right. So um, when, I guess it's months down the road yes, before sir. you can even uh, yes, try sir. and implement And some this. of this will probably, we hit it at this time because by the time we pay him, by the time we go through all the steps, by the time it becomes law through ordinances and all our structures in place, it'll probably be new budget or very close to new budget. So that way, that's where we would find the money to fund the person. All right. A lot of discussion about the Caroline uh, Railroad crossing. Uh, yes, and that has been an ongoing issue for many, many years, and uh, it came to a head. We, uh, If you remember, about a year ago, almost a year ago, we even tried to put up some money because we were so frustrated to get the railroad and DOTD to move and, and, and get this wrapped up. That didn't work. And then we got, uh, I always call it my snarky letter, but we got a letter maybe a month ago that blamed us for 20 years of delay and all kind of, they're just not easy to deal with. Um, and, and I'm frustrated, and I think it, there was, the frustration kind of showed at the council meeting. But uh, we fooled with this issue for quite a long time. What's at stake is, the bigger picture is there's four more crossings, two to close, and f- a total of two to close, and four Inclu- more. Caroline, one of those yes. two? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and Providence, the other. Yes. Yeah. And the way that's determined, it's probably them, okay? No offense, I'm very cynical uh, when it comes to that. They write the rules, and then the railroad says, well, we, national average, we should only have so many crossings in every community. And then they go to those communities and, and close the crossings because that's less maintenance for them. That's less upkeep for them. They partner with DOTD because the federal money comes 
to DOTD then goes to them. And so they kind of all in it together. Um, it's very tough to get them. You know, we've been waiting on the frontage road for 15 years, 16 years. Uh, these crossings have been talked about since uh, many, many years. When we were, when I was a pro tem, David Broussard actually got money and then switched the money to arm the crossings that were already done all those years back. And then we've been talking about these for that long of a time. Uh, I was told explicitly more than once that, you know, we're not coming to give you the other crossings until you close the two that you have remaining to close. So we weren't going to get out of it. Um, you don't want to close any. Uh, you know, in the past, I brought that up the other, uh, Tuesday night. In the past, we would be frustrated, and instead of kind of pitting one against the other and we would send letters that said, it's your railroad and you're tied in with DOTD. So you know what? You make the decision. We we just tell you we want to keep them all open. And we did that the entire time I was the pro tem. So that was eight years. Um, we hadn't done that, uh, I think, maybe very early on in my first term as mayor when it first came up. We might have tried that once that we just said, you know, hey, big boy, you know, you're, gonna, you're not going to listen to us anyway. Do what you're going to do. But uh, it is frustrating. Um, we had a public hearing, and that was a few years ago. And, you know, we were just kind of at our wits end, and, and we really need to get this wrapped up. It has been going on for quite a few years. So from that letter a month ago, we ended up with, you know, really two options. Do, do we go ahead and close Caroline like they want? That they probably will do anyway. Um, you know, uh, the council person, uh, Councilwoman Deidre Ledbetter, does a great job. She said, well, maybe we could close Deer instead. Well, Deer already has arms and lights. Deer is a smaller street, and so our fire department has worried about access because it's a skinnier street. So it was already armed and, and light and lit. We even tried to say, why don't you just take those arms and lights from Deer if that's what we're going to do and put them on Caroline? Well, they wouldn't do that. So the letter that we got said that we would foot, didn't say what the bill was, but said we would foot the bill if we deviated. So a lot of frustration on everybody's part um, came down to those couple of choices. I guess they should have had a third choice, and I didn't think of it till we ended up kind of landlocked. The third choice could have been, their letter said, if you don't do anything by April 31st, uh, we're just going to do what we do. That probably should have been the third choice. Mm. I probably should have put that one as number three. Uh, not that it would have made any difference, but anyway, so after a lot of debate, which my council, I'm very proud of that, is very good at, is very civil about it, and comes back together after whatever the issue is, and I've been blessed to have that for two terms. So after about, I don't know, I never can keep track of the time exactly because when you're in there, man, it's, it's you're in your own little world, but over an hour for sure. Yeah. So after much debate. The, the meeting was two hours, ten minutes. Yeah, and I think the bulk of it was probably Give or take a second. that, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so after a, a long debate as usual, which that, that's healthy, uh, it ended up being a tied vote, and I had to break the vote. Yeah, gotcha. break the tie. I'm looking at a map, and at one point there were, I think, five crossings just between Evangeline and Fontaloo. Um, yes. Have any of those others been closed? I, uh, uh, some have arms and lights, and uh, I think, I'm trying to think if we did close one on, I don't think, I think everything was on the other end of town. Everything started, like, you know, from the west end coming this way. Um, and Mr. Broussard, he could rattle out everyone that's closed and everyone that's left 
uh, to be armed because this has been his project for quite a few years. Um, but no, I think that's the first time on that end. Yeah, and and again, not to begrudge those who wanted that Caroline to to stay open, oh, certainly. especially with Bon Creole right there across, and uh, but it's uh, like. 10 feet over to Evangeline Street. Yeah, you know? the, 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 it's not far. And, you know, I mean, if you live in that area and you live on that street, you don't want to hear that. You yeah, know, I, I get uh, it. And I, and I do understand that. And I've tried to refrain from that. But but there are other ways in and out. And there certainly are other other crossings. Um, but after quite a lot of debate and, uh, you know, just I just tell you that in my job, uh, one of my big frustrations so far has been the railroad in DOTD on various projects and various issues, uh, you know, they just, you, you have no leverage and they're going to do what they do. Um, they'll beat you to death with, you know, do this, do that. They'll let you have, uh, you know, a public hearing and then they write back to doing what they want to do. They'll tell you, we're not going to do this. And the next thing you know, you get R, they'll give you a letter that blames you for 20 years when you've been here seven, <laughs> you know, th- those kind of things are just a little frustrating, but, uh, and again, I hated to see that we would close any of them. I would have loved in a perfect world they would just come and put arms and lights. I can tell you that when the trains roll through town, especially the Amtrak, because it's compared to the nothing wrong with Amtrak, but it's just so much faster. You know, I'm sitting there waiting for the train on Lewis Street and just saying, okay, I hope nobody's playing chicken with the train today. Or, you know, I do know that some people go around the, cro- the arms. Yeah. Well, that's totally out of your way to be dumb. That's totally out of your way to make a, you know, a choice. That's your risk. But I do worry about the ones that don't have arms and lights that have never had arms and mm. lights. So the good thing is, while we had to do something that was not fun, um, we will finally get them to move. I authored the letter this morning that basically said, here's the resolution. Now do, what, do your project. Do what you intended to do here. Okay? Here's the resolution that paves the way. And when am I getting the other arms and lights? Because that was the whole catalyst for this. And, you know, I want my town as safe as I can make it. So now, now the, you know, the burden's on you to come here and do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. Uh, and so, then maintain the rest of the crosses, yeah. too. You know? Yeah. And so, anyway, my, my staff is neatening it up and maybe making it a little more politically correct <laughs> because I'm sure it's not. Uh, anyway, so that, that was a, our biggest issue of the night. No, no doubt about it. There are a couple other items, uh, a lot of carryovers of uh, yes. dollars, anything uh, of no, note? Nothing major, you know, just uh, change order to finish the piping on the boiler while I had the air conditioners apart at the West End Park. Uh, another little change order for a backflow preventer that we needed to upgrade. Uh, you know, kind of just business as usual. You know, a lot of, always will be a lot of infrastructure. And I, I know you talked about a... Another uh, addition to the Pepperplex lightning uh, monitor, that kind of a thing. It. But I'm also curious about the status uh, of the road that's going to go out to Queen City, I think. Yes, that is in process. We purchased the property. That's all going through. I have to go out there. Don't have to. I want to. I went out last night, but it was getting dark. Um, going to look at the survey work that was done with the engineer because we got uh, our local surveyor, Paul Prince, to go and establish the line. So I know my property line, so I don't put a road that encroaches onto somebody else's property. We're also going to need a ditch because we're going to have to do some drainage work. But that's in the process of being planned. Uh, We have the money to bid it out, so I want to move on that as quickly as we can. So we purchased the property about a month ago. The survey was finished yesterday. The engineer will have to make a few changes. We actually have a wider swath of property 
and while meeting with soccer and Evangelion Little League and kind of firming up how the park's going to run and those kind of things, at first we were going to put the road on the existing roadbed that's there that was put in many years ago with a bunch of riprap and some limestone that actually soccer parks on to watch the games for the most part. Well, soccer would like to continue that if we can. So I do have a wider piece of property than I thought. Now, the new challenge is it's got cane rows on it or right up to it, and his headland is not in the right place. But, I mean, he'll just have to move that. It will make more work if I go the what I think is the better design, which is to go and do some dirt work there, leave that existing headland roadbed that's been covered, do a little more money, a little more work, put the limestone road there, then I actually would end up with my private drive that gets out to Queen City, that gets out to the light, and soccer could keep their parking, or at mm. least some of it. So because parking is an issue out there, when both soccer and baseball are rolling, much less when we start with tournaments, so I'll probably have to go back to the council and say, hey, you know, we can do A or B again. Maybe I won't do that again. <laughs> we, we, we have choices. Uh, one is to the cheaper way is to just put the road on top of the existing kind of roadbed that's there. The more uh, be, being, you know, future thinking, forward thinking would be to do a little more work, spend a little more money and end up capturing both. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know that till the survey was in because there was various opinions on where the property line. Well, now we know. So that's a good problem to have. So, uh, but that's ongoing that, like I said, property has been purchased and engineering's underway. And as soon as I can bid it, the good news is I have some money sitting there because the pepperplex is in the TIF district. So it would be painless we're taking money from the TIF district for the first time to do the bore for the Love's truck stop as the incentive to get the Love's truck stop. So we also could use, because that does fit in the programming for TIF dollars and what you can use them for, we could take some TIF dollars and improve that road a little more and end up capturing that parking as well. So that's going to be my pitch. Uh, once I have the plans and everything ready to go, that'll be my pitch to the council of, look, we have a way to accomplish both. Um, you know, we talked a lot with the delegation about the pepperplex we have invested quite a lot of money um but we don't have we don't have the letter i just need the letter to say that the engineering architecture can begin on the 1.5 million that we've gotten from the state want to get that going because that's money for this year we are asking for another 1.5 million for next year and that would kind of put us over the top and get us where we need to be the money for this year i still have one field to turf we still have some lighting to do we still have some pavilions. We still have uh, a little bit of drainage. We still have some infrastructure needs for soccer in a GPS marking system. We, uh, you know, because things are turning over from moms and dads who for the last 10 years have been out there for nothing mm. to, okay, now it's a ballpark. So, you know, you have to at least assist with some of these functions, if not take them over. And we've been having meetings on kind of how this transition is going to go. We have two employees out there so far, so that's the other thing. Civil service does move slowly, slower than I'd like, so it takes a while to hire people. So we still have a couple of openings out there. Um, so everybody's been very cooperative and realizes that, you know, this first year is maybe the first couple of years are going to be a real transition to where we get to be the ballpark that provides all the services and you just show up. We're not quite there yet, but uh, it's because we're still building it. So... Anyway, but it's all good problems to have. All right. Anything else you want to share before we let you no, go? No, I think that's about it. Just uh, glad to be here and uh, see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Look forward to it as mm -hmm. always.
Thank you.